his dumb grade school crush, and I was too in love to notice. He hardly even looked at me. His attention was on the road as he roared out of the parking lot and onto the street before I'd even had a chance to buckle my seatbelt. I did it quick because I know the local cops would be on the lookout for anything Jamie did wrong. They didn't like him. I didn't understand why. He was such a good guy. Stupid. I know, right? Smithfield was a sick stoplight town in any direction from the school, which was more or less in the center. At each stoplight, instead of talking to me or even glancing at me, Jamie pulled out his cell phone and would watch... something. I couldn't see what it was because he had some kind of privacy screen filter over the screen, so you had to be looking straight on to see what was displayed. He was smiling, though, and it wasn't a nice smile. It was tight, hard, and a little disturbing. I tried, though. Hey, how was your biology class? Did you pass the test? You could say that, he said, and the smirk got deeper. Even though Mr. Harrison doesn't think so, dumbass. So you didn't pass? I got a D, good enough. A grade of D wasn't passing, and he knew it, but he just shrugged as if it didn't matter, and he kept on smiling. Dropping the phone on the seat between us... It was one of those long bench seats, the way old cars sometimes have. He gunned it when the light shifted to green. I had taken my phone out, too. We had matching ones. Isn't that sweet? Except mine had a little crystal dangle on it. Suddenly, he hit the brakes hard, and I yelped, dropped my phone, and grabbed for the dashboard as the seatbelt slammed hard against my chest. His phone slid off the seat and fell, too, bouncing on the floorboard. Shit! Jamie spat and tried to fish around for it beneath the wheel. Get it, Kylie! He'd braked for some old grandma who was going twenty and a thirty that he'd been blasting through at fifty, so now he whipped the wheel hard over and roared past the other car. He didn't flip her off, but I could see he thought about it. I unlocked my seatbelt and crawled under the dash. Two phones. I grabbed them both and backed out, settled back in the seat, and buckled up. Oh, no... Um, I showed Jamie his phone. A giant crack ran across it like lightning. He cussed, a lot, and slammed his hand into the dashboard. His face got very red, and then suddenly he got real quiet. He took the phone and put it in his jacket pocket. I'll sync it up when I get home, he said. No problem. Okay. My voice sounded small. He scared me when he was angry, but this was almost as bad. All of a sudden, switching from fury to utter calm. Weird and wrong. I fumbled for something to make it sound better. You know, they can get stuff off your phone at the store, import your contacts, and transfer. I just need my photos and vids, he said. All the rest of it is bullshit anyways. Contacts? Jamie laughed, and it sounded bitter. Jesus, Kylie. How many people do we know, anyway? How hard is it to keep track in this ass-crack of a town? Well, he was kind of right about that. I only had maybe five people in my contacts these days since I'd deleted Marina. I'd thought he had lots, though. Jamie was popular, right? He seemed to be, anyway, but I guessed over the last year maybe not as much. Like me. I shut up because Jamie clearly wasn't in any mood to hear me try to make things better. I hastily shoved my own phone into my pocket and sat quietly for the next few blocks and stoplights. Finally, we were out of town into empty flatlands. 
The carnival was in the empty parking lot of a shut-down superstore, and in the falling night you could see the glow of the flashing lights a long ways off. Traffic wasn't much to speak of in Smithfield, but there were more cars on the road than I'd expected, and they were all heading to the same place we were. Jamie turned the car into the parking lot and found a spot near the back, in the dark. He always parked out of the way. No door dings, that way. I unbuckled and scrambled out of the car, but by the time I'd emerged, he was already six steps ahead of me, walking toward the registration booth. The flashing multicolored lights, some were burned out, distracted from the overall crappy look of the booth. The red and yellow canvas was dirty, the countertop was cracked and ancient, the plastic shield was scratched, and the middle-aged woman sitting on the other side really needed to lay off the red hair dye. That, and the way too heavy makeup, made her look desperate. So did the way she eyed my boyfriend, like she knew him or at least had expected him.